Thank you, Shauna, all the crew. God bless you for sharing with us tonight. If you have your Bibles, find your place in the Old Testament book of Lamentations. Lamentations is right after the book of Jeremiah. We'll be looking tonight as we continue to think about the things we need. The things we need. Tonight we consider this great truth. The things we need, we need God as our portion. We need God as our portion. May the Lord bless you. Good to see all of you here tonight. I hope that you've had a good day today. Lamentations chapter 3, right in the center of this book. It's Here we have a good man, a godly man, suffering along with the nation of Israel under the judgment of God. So many things that Jeremiah says are so valuable to us in learning how uh, to deal with times of struggle and trouble. As I talk and speak with our people, uh, that's, that's a challenge for many of our people today to learn how to rejoice and be glad even in the circumstances we find ourselves in today. So I'd like for you to uh, follow along with me as we read together. Uh, we'll read some verses together. Beginning, I'm, I'm just going to jump around, so find your place, Lamentations 3. Now Jeremiah shares uh, his own feelings of struggle along with the people of God. Verse 1, I am the man who has seen affliction because of the rod of his wrath. Verse 18, so I say, my strength has perished and so has my hope from the Lord. Remember my affliction and my wondering, the wormwood and the bitterness, surely my soul remembers and is bowed down within me. This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion. This is our focus, verse 24. The Lord is my po portion, says my soul, therefore I have hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the person who seeks Him. It is good that He waits silently for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he should bear the yoke in his youth. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this day that You've given us with whatever has come our way. We pray for those who are not here with us but are joining us um, by the Internet. We pray that You'd bless them all tonight, Lord, in all their various circumstances, some in the hospital bed, some at home in bed, others staying in because of sickness and illness. We, we pray for them all. We pray for our scattered people who are a part of our church. And we thank You for these who have gathered here in this place tonight in person. We thank You for the mercy and grace that You give us in Jesus Christ. So, Lord, tonight we ask that you would help us to understand what it means. May we have encouragement as we consider this fact that even in Jeremiah's situation, <clears throat> in the midst of his great pain, <clears throat> he remembered. Help me to remind all of us tonight. He remembered, God is my portion, therefore I have hope. May that be true for us tonight. May the Holy Spirit be our teacher in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So I want you to see the three quotations that are listed in Lamentations 3. First, I read the first one, verse 18. Again, so what do we hear this man of God say in his trouble? He says, verse 18, My strength has perished, and so has my hope from the Lord. And many who are listening to me tonight, many of us here tonight, we feel the same way. We feel the same kind of struggle. My strength has perished. You're tired. You're struggling because of the adversity and the troubles, and your hope from the Lord is almost gone. Then he says what we'll see and we'll really focus on tonight, especially verse 24. He comes back in hopefulness as he remembers some things about God. And he says, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. First statement is my strength has perished and so has my hope from the Lord. Second quotation 24, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope. In him. And then the last quotation is found over in verse number 56, where he's been describing his emotions and his, his uh, pain, his holy grief over the judgment of God on God's people because they would not repent, they would not listen. And uh, he says in verse 51, My eyes bring pain to my soul because of all the daughters of my city. But here's his quotation. You have heard my voice. Uh, you have heard, excuse me, there are two quotations. In verse number 54, water flows over my head. I said, I am cut off. I called on your name, O Lord, out of the lowest pits. You heard my voice. And then again, the fourth quotation, do not hide your ear from my prayer for relief, from my cry for help. So we see these words tonight. And God's answer to him is in verse 57. You drew near when I called on you and you said, do not fear. Do not fear. So perhaps that's the word you need to hear tonight. Do not fear. Your strength has almost perished and you don't have to be old to lose your strength. Young people these days have lost their strength and their energy and their vitality for God. Others tonight would say, just like Jeremiah said, I'm cut off. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to get through. We say to the Lord often when we pray, Lord, make please hear me, hear my cry for help. Hear my cry for help. And then we discover these wonderful words of the Lord, do not fear. That also reminds us of what the Lord said, the Lord Jesus. You remember? If you believe in God, believe in me also. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. The Lord said over and over to the disciples, as I try to encourage you tonight as my brothers and sisters in Christ, do not fear. Trust God. Trust God tonight. Trust God tonight. So let's look at this now and what happens to Jeremiah. Jeremiah says his strength is almost gone, verse 18, but then all of a sudden he begins to think in a new way. He says to himself in verse 19, just follow along with me and uh, this will make sense before we get into the outline I have for you. Remember my affliction and my wondering, the wormwood and the bitterness. 
You know, a lot of us want to forget our pain, but the reality is when we remember our pain, we also remember how God has helped us. Remember my affliction, my wandering, the wormwood and the bitterness. Surely my soul remembers and is bowed down within me. Verse 20. So as he recalls and thinks about these times of trouble and affliction in his life, then all of a sudden he recalls something else. Verse 21. I have hope. How do I have hope? I have hope when I understand who God is. How do you and I have hope? It's what I've been trying to talk about on Sunday mornings, how great is our God. You see, in days like this, we must focus not on our circumstances, but upon our great God, who has sent the Lord Jesus Christ to be our Lord and Savior. And so here he says, I have hope. And then what does he break into? Verse 22. These are some of the most famous words in the Bible for many of us. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease. Whatever my affliction, whatever my wandering, whatever my bitterness, however my soul is bowed down in brokenness, here's the, here's the word. The word is the Lord's loving kindnesses never cease. Aren't you glad that God's love never ceases, my friend? Aren't you glad of that tonight? His compassions never fail. He is compassionate and loving. God in His grace and mercy, though He puts us through and permits horrible things to come in our lives, we cannot dismiss the fact that God loves us. So you might not be in that season right now, but I promise you, you'll come to that season in your life. You'll find those times when you'll say, my strength has perished and has my hope from the Lord. I'm ready to give up. Those times will come. If they're not now, they will come. So how do you prepare yourself for that? How do you, how do you gain strength and hope from God? Well, it's when you discover verse 24. The Lord is my portion. That is God who is full of loving kindness that never ceases and his compassions never fail. And they are new every morning and he is faithful. The faithful God who loves us and who has compassion on us is our portion. That's what he comes to. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. I may have lost everything else. Look at this list of things that he says. When God's discipline came upon him, uh, just, uh, just follow it along here. Verse 2, he's driven me and made me walk in darkness. He has caused my flesh and my skin to waste away. He's broken my bones. Verse 5, he has besieged and encompassed me with bitterness and hardship. Verse 7, he has walled me in so that I cannot go out. He's made my chain heavy. Verse 8, even when I cry out and call for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has blocked my ways with hewn stone and he has made my paths crooked. He is to me like a bear lying in wait. Like a lion in secret, he has turned aside my ways and torn me to pieces. He has made me desolate. He has bent his bow and set me as a target for the arrow. He has made the arrows of his quiver to enter into my inward parts. I have become a laughing stock, the mocking song all day. He has filled me with bitterness. He has made me drunk with wormwood. He has broken my teeth with gravel. He has made me cower in the dust. My soul has been rejected from peace, 
and I have forgotten happiness. So I say, my strength has perished. Someone would say, why would God do such a thing? Because these things are necessary for us. What do we learn in the book of Hebrews? He disciplines us so that we might share in His holiness. He disciplines us because He loves us. Listen, all of you who have children, many of us have grown children. Some of you are here tonight still in the middle of rearing your children. Well, you know discipline is essential for children. And when you love your children, you discipline them. Surely we would understand that God disciplines us for our good. When we do not experience these troubles and difficulties in life, sometimes we wander away from God. Every time God blessed Israel and they, they got all these blessings from God, they forgot God. And troubles and trials are a part of what God has allowed to come in our lives. So I speak with our people all the time. I speak with them in these days, and some are troubled. Some don't understand why God is putting them through what He's putting them through. They don't understand the condition of our world. They don't know why these things are going on. They feel shut out. They feel closed down. They feel frustrated. They miss fellowship with other believers. Well... We recognize that God is at work in our lives. I, look, I hope you know that tonight God is at work in your life. He is seeking to do things in order to make you more like Jesus Christ. If you're saved, He's seeking to do things to help you be more like Jesus Christ. So when you come to one of these days, and you will, if you're not in one now, you will. We come in and out of them, but they come. My strength has perished. You've tried to do it on your own for a long time, but then you discover you can't do it on your own. My strength has perished, and my hope from the Lord is gone. But then your mind takes you back to the truth that God is a God whose loving kindness never ceases, His compassions never fail. Tomorrow morning when you get up, if the Lord gives you another day of life, and Jesus hasn't come, when you see the sun coming up, remember... Just as the sun is rising, God's love is new for a new day for you. His compassion is new for you for a new day. And His faithfulness is good for you for a new day. Anybody happy to hear that tonight? Anybody? Just checking here. Then His testimony, the Lord is my portion. So what do we see here? Well, in the outline I've given you, and I, I believe there are copies of the outline available, and if you'd like to pick one up, I hope you will. The focus tonight is this. We need God as our portion in all of life's circumstances. And if you're saved, God is your portion. But you may not realize God is your portion. That's why I'm spending the time on this. So we have, first of all, a confession that's made in trouble and despair. Secondly, a possession in our troubles and despair. And then finally, a confidence in our trouble and despair. It's interesting. Evaluate in your own life. What do you say when you're in the worst of times? What do you say? What kind of things come out of your mouth in the worst of times? When you're facing a hardship or a difficulty in your life, and knowing most of you here tonight, we've all been through them, and so we're in them. What have you said in your most difficult times of life? What have you confessed? 
What have you confessed? And in the most difficult times of life, you know what everybody does? They check their stuff. They check their possessions. So when someone goes through a difficulty, they say, well, what do I have? What do I have that I can hold on to? What do I possess? This is very important because somehow this is the way God made us. What we possess gives us some sense of security. What do I possess? And then what is it that gives me confidence even in the worst of times? That's what we have here by this man of God who went through these difficulties. So let me take you through this for a moment, and I hope this will be an encouragement to you. Number one, our confession in trouble. Here it is. The Lord is my portion. The Lord is my portion. So I'll read to you from Numbers chapter 18 for just a moment. Uh, in Numbers chapter 18, you'll remember uh, when the... the uh, the nation of Israel was given the promised land. They were also allotted various portions of the land. They had their land portions. And so when, they, when uh, it came to the Levites, who are the priests of God, God says to the Levite, the tribe of, of, uh, of Levi, these very important words, the Lord said to Aaron, you shall have no inheritance in their land, nor any, uh, no, nor own any portion among them. You'll never have any land. You'll never be a landowner. He says, I am your portion, Levi, and your inheritance among the sons of Israel. I am your portion. These words echo all through uh, David's speaking. This idea of a portion is, uh, it's something, it's a part of a whole. It's a piece of something, a piece of pie or a, a spot of land, or it is the portion itself is the idea here. A portion. When, we're, when, when, we, when we have a, a meal with our friends and family, we love to, uh, our favorite foods, we want a big, por a big portion, or someone looks to see what uh, they have in the way of a portion, a portion of relationships with friends and family. The confession that uh, Jeremiah makes here is this, the Lord is my portion. He doesn't have anything else. We'll see that in just a moment when we talk about what he possessed, but first he confesses it. He confesses God as his portion. I ask you tonight, do you ever think about God as being your portion? What is your confidence in tonight? What portion have you put your confidence in? What is it you hold on to, what portion do you have that you hold on to that gives you your great confidence? Is it your health? Is it your wealth? Is it your job? Is it your family? Is it, you can pick any number of things, your, your relationship with your husband or wife or someone else or your friends, family. What is your portion? When you confess your confidence in something, it's, it's connected to something you possess or your portion. You see, the Lord wanted Levi to know and the tribe of Aaron to know, look, you're my portion. You're my portion and I'm your portion. 
Psalm 16.5, the Lord is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. That's what David said. David said also, Psalm 73.26, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Look at those words carefully. I've given them to you there on the outline. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance. You know, there are families who get upset. You know, there there are big divisions that come. Someone dies and the children are fighting over their portions of the inheritance. Well, our inheritance is in heaven. Our inheritance is our relationship with God, eternal life in Jesus Christ. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And that's true for you tonight if you're saved. God is your strength and He is your portion forever. It's what you need. What I'm trying to drive at is this is what we need. We must come to discover and understand what it means to live our life knowing that God is our portion. So what is it to possess the Lord as our portion? Number two. Well, he says, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. In other words, from his mind, his will, and his emotions, Jeremiah makes this confession that the Lord is my portion. He's convinced of it. So it is this picture I have, and I've given you a number of ways to consider the Lord as your portion. God is a present portion. We read it in Psalm 46.1. God is our refuge and strength. Listen, a very present help in times of trouble. You see, God is a present portion for us. He is the one who helps us in these days. God is an immense portion. Psalm 145.3, great is the Lord. His greatness is unsearchable. That's why we've been talking about this on Sunday morning. I continue to bring you back to it. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. When you can say God is your portion, He is your portion right now. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, He is your portion. And His the portion of having God is as your portion means that you need nothing else, my friend. God is an all-sufficient portion. So what did he say to Abraham, Jeremiah, excuse me, Abraham in Genesis 17:1? I am God Almighty, which is also a way of saying I am all-sufficient. Look, when God is your portion, you have all of God now within you. You are possessed by the Holy Spirit of God, loved by God the Father and graced by the Lord Jesus Christ for all of life, for all of your life, for the rest of your days. Whatever other portions you lose, whatever other portions you sell or get rid of, whatever other portions you may have in life, your portion, your relationship with God, God as your all-sufficient, present, immense portion is with you all the days of your life. And if you have the Lord... What else do you need? That's not just talk. See, now we're living in days where these things become real. Is your relationship with God so real 
that you truly have discovered that He is your portion, or are you still relying on other things and other possessions as your portion and security? They could all be gone tomorrow. There are a lot of people who don't have a job today, and they did for a long time, and they can't imagine in Nashville not having a job, but it's gone. There are people in our church who three and four weeks ago were healthy, working, doing ministry, and now are in the hospital, hanging on for life. And I can continue the examples. There are those who have children who've gone through serious circumstances and troubles. What is your portion tonight? When, when we read these words, is this just another chance for you to sit in here, hear some, uh, some words from the Bible and hear some thoughts and maybe have a, a wonderful moment? But is this true for you? Have you made the confession and have you discovered God as your only possession that lasts? You see, God is a necessary portion. What did the Lord say? I am the bread of life. Here, here's the portion you need. I am the bread of life, and he who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. You see, He's a necessary portion. God is a special portion. Psalm 144, 15, How blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. You're blessed tonight if God is your portion. You are a blessed one. You are blessed not because of who you are. You're blessed because of the one who has chosen to connect Himself to you and you have a relationship with Him. God is a present portion, immense portion, a all-sufficient portion, necessary portion. You know, if I have the love of God, what else do I need? I'll talk more about this Sunday morning. If I have the love of God, what else do I need? People searching for love all the time. So many troubled people trying to find someone who will love them. Doing whatever they can to try to find love. If you have the Holy Spirit of God, what power do you need? You have it. If you have the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, oh, the joy of the relationship you have walking with Him in fellowship. You see, God is our present portion, immense portion, all-sufficient portion, necessary portion, special portion, and a safe portion. Our God forever and ever, He will guide us until our death, is what Psalm 48, 14. Look, just like God guided you before in other circumstances of your life, if God is your portion, He will guide you today. Paul reminds us who are Christians here tonight in Romans chapter 8 that as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the children of God. So who are you following? You following the Holy Spirit of God? Are you paying attention to what the Lord is saying? You see, He is our special portion and He is the one who gives us direction in our life. He, he takes us safely through the troubles of this life. God is my portion, and what does He do? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. 
with God as your portion, you have safe passage, even in the troubles of this world, in a world that seems to be coming apart. God is an inexhaustible portion. Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. The portion of the Lord never never runs dry if you're using it like water. Or if it's wealth, the, the wealth of God never is completely exhausted. You see, God is your portion and you have you have inexhaustible resources in God. Do you live by this tonight, my friend? Or are you living at such a low level in despair, you're barely making it? That's not the way God intended for His people to live. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in Him. When I discover that, I, that God is my portion as a result of being saved, it brings hope to my life. Hopelessness is shattered. God is a soul-satisfying portion. You know, there's something inside of you that only God can satisfy. And some of us try to fill it with other things and other people. Never works. That's why you have such dissatisfaction in your life. I remember talking to one of our ladies in our church one time, and she was going on and on about one of our younger ladies about this, that, and the other, and how unsatisfied she was about this, that, and dissatisfied. And I said, do you have anything that satisfies you? Why are you so dissatisfied? I ask you tonight. Well, I just have a lot of goals in my life. I'm not talking about goals. I'm talking about something on the inside that you seem like you cannot be satisfied. Soul satisfaction, whom have I in heaven but you? And besides you, I desire nothing on earth. Do you say that? You see, when God is your portion... That's what you confess and declare. Because I possess God, I don't need anything else on the earth. God is a permanent portion. Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever, as I read earlier. And finally, God is an incomparable portion, for it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in the Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you tonight, have you made this confession and do you have this possession? Is God your portion? Or are you just a religious person? You don't really pray. You don't really seek God. You don't really have a thirst and hunger for the Word of God. You're a religious person. I mean, it's the South after all. By the way, that's becoming less and less effective. The South looks a lot, a lot more like the rest of the country. Have you confessed that the Lord is your portion? Your portion. Well, that's what the Lord wants. He wants to have that relationship with you. And when you discover God is your portion, you know, if somebody has a portion of uh, wealth or let's, let's use land, that's, a, that's an easy way to illustrate it. If someone has a portion of land, they love to be on the portion of their land. We love our possessions. We love our portions. If you love God, you discovered that He is your portion.
And finally, it brings this confidence to us. Boy, do we need confidence in these days. There's great confident expectancy when God is our when God is my portion. Psalm 33:18 Behold the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him on those who hope for his loving kindness. Psalm 42:5 as we've seen this repeatedly in fact it's used several times David uses it. Here's the question. It's a question you should ask yourself tonight. Some of you need to ask yourself this question. Why are you in despair? Oh, my soul. Why are you so sad? That's the question you should ask yourself. And why have you become disturbed? Well, the answer that the psalmist gives to himself is hope in God. For I shall again praise Him for the help of His presence. That's what we need. You see, confidence comes because of what I possess. Worldly confidence comes when you look around and you think, i got all these things that are going to get me by. They don't. That's a lie. It's a lie. But, oh, when you have the Lord as your portion, you have real confidence and you have real hope, regardless of what comes in life. So what are some things that we need to remember tonight? I have several for you. I want to just spend a few minutes on these to talk about them. God is a soul-sweetening portion. If God is your portion, no condition can make you miserable. I'm going to I put that on the outline. Let me say it again. You see, when I have the Lord as my portion, it sweetens all of my circumstances. Have you found that to be true? Or are you living in bitterness tonight? Did you read that? Jeremiah said, Remember my affliction and my wandering, wormwood and bitterness. But you see, when I have the Lord for my portion, no condition can make you miserable. I've talked with some of our dear people today who are in their house. They've been in their they've been basically at home with very limited travel since March. Let me see. March, April, May, June, July, August. Six months. Wondering what they're going to do, how they're going to deal with this. If God is your portion, and some of you are listening to me, and I love you in Jesus. I'm trying to be your pastor. I'm not trying to be cruel. If God is your portion, no condition you're in can make you miserable. None. That's why the that's why in the early church, when they let off God's people and martyred them and killed them, many times they sang all the way to their death. God is a protection from temptation. When the Lord is my portion, here's what I say, why would I be tempted to do all these? What do I need if I have the Lord? See, it breaks temptation's power. When the Lord is my portion, it breaks the power of temptation. A third thought of the way we apply these things is this, that God becomes our portion when we put our faith in Christ. The only way you can declare 
The Lord is my portion is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I ask you tonight, have you repented of your sins and have you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ in order to be saved? If you have, you are now united to Christ. Christ is in you. You are in Him. The Holy Spirit of God has come to be in your life. So now begin to explore and rejoice that the Lord is your portion. You see, soul contentment comes when God is our portion. If I have the Lord, what else do I really need? That's why Paul could say, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I'm in. If I have a lot, I have a lot, but it goes away. I still have contentment. If I have a little, I have a little, and it goes away. They come and go. Contentment. Contentment comes when we know all I need is God. Once God is our portion, it is a permanent condition. That's good news. The Lord is always with us. That's why He says to Jeremiah, I mentioned it again, as Jeremiah cries out in his hopefulness, you have heard my voice, do not hide your ear from my prayer for relief, for my cry for, my cry for help. You drew near when I called on you and you said, do not fear. I hope for some of you tonight, the Lord will say that to you when you go home tonight and you get ready to go to bed, the Lord will say to you by the wonderful Holy Spirit, don't be afraid. Don't fear. God is only our portion when we are His portion. Notice uh, Peter says, you are a chosen race, royal priesthood, holy nation. Listen, a people for God's own possession. You are God's portion, just as the Lord is your portion. Now you are a people God possesses for His own purposes. Lord, why are you putting me through this? Because it's God's purpose for your life. That's the answer. Well, I don't like that, but you see, you belong to the Lord. So we give thanks in all things, for this is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I have hope in Him. So what do we do as we go? Well, ask yourself this question. I've been hammering away at this. Have I made God my portion? Am I saved? Secondly, Dwell on the satisfaction of God as your portion. Maybe tonight as you go to bed, go home. Think about it. Talk with your, if your husband or wife's with you, sit down and say, how has, how have we seen God to be our portion? How has the Lord helped us? And dwell and think about the Lord as your portion. Praise the Lord for being all you need for all of life. And perhaps we should all learn to say what Paul said. I consider all things. Now look, this is quite a statement. I don't know how many of us are truly at this place in our spiritual life. But when you truly understand God is your portion, listen to Paul's words. These aren't just the words for the preacher missionary Paul. I consider all things to be loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them rubbish so that I may gain Christ. So that 
in order to have the portion of Christ, in order to have my relationship with Him, everything else is a loss. I put it all in the loss column. And the only thing in the gain column is knowing and having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then perhaps we just end tonight this way, by praying, Lord, just give me Yourself. That's all I need. Just give me Yourself. That's all I need. It's not about all the things that I get from knowing God. It is knowing Him and having that wonderful relationship with Him. Here's the way the Lord Jesus said it in His great prayer to God the Father. And with this, we'll finish up tonight. Listen, here's what the Lord Jesus said to God the Father. John 17, 3. This is eternal life. Listen, this is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So tonight... My strength has perished, and so has my hope from the Lord. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him and to the person who seeks Him. Now, let's bow our heads for prayer. And I want us to, again tonight, pray as we did last week in two ways. So let's just bow our heads for a moment and let me lead you through this time of prayer. First of all, let's all think of, let's ask the Lord to put someone on our mind tonight that we need to pray for. Just for a moment. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time in your word. Now, we ask that the wonderful Holy Spirit of God would bring to our minds immediately someone for whom we need to pray tonight. Now, we wait just a moment. Who's that person now, my dear brothers and sisters? Who's that person? that God has put on your mind right now. So now we pause and we pray for them. So pray for that person right now. Pray that they might discover that God is their portion. Pray that they might have a living and strong relationship with Jesus Christ. Pray that they might overcome their despair by hoping in God and relying upon God's help from the Holy Spirit. Pray for them. Just pray for them quietly, privately, between you and the Lord, just for a moment. Pray for that dear brother or sister or that lost friend or neighbor. Just pray for them right now. The second thing we do tonight is we, we pray for we pray for the world. We pray for God to do His awakening work by the Holy Spirit and that people would be saved. So think of some part of the world, some part of the world, United States or somewhere else. Just for a moment, think of the missionaries that we support, that we are engaged in. Think of some place, someone, somewhere in the world, some part of the, of the world, and pray that God, for just a moment, would begin to do great work in that place and that people would discover God is their portion and that they would be saved. Just for a moment, just pray.
Heavenly Father, we thank You for tonight. And I say, as David said, I love the Lord because You hear my prayers. You have heard our prayers. Tonight we pray for someone else besides ourselves. Forgive us for selfish praying rather than selfless praying. Forgive us when all our praying is about ourselves, not about anybody else. As the Lord Jesus taught us, our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We ask that you would help us as a church to be faithful to do what you've called us to do in this place. That Jesus might be glorified in our lives and that we might be people who display to the world and to all who would see it what it means to know God as our portion. To know and to say, because I have the Lord, I don't need anything. May we be able to say it with confidence and joy. Bless our fellowship now together, and thank you for having the time that we've had together. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, God bless you. Good to see you, and it's great to see you tonight. Hope to see you Sunday morning. Say hello to somebody on your way out, and have a great rest of the week. God bless you. You're dismissed.